Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Uploaded Tech News Commentary. Now, I'm struggling for an intro joke here. Well, oh no, it doesn't work, because I keep I keep forgetting Silas is in fact bi instead of gay. <laughs> and I was going to say, despite that difference, we could both appreciate a good dicking. Just me from a footer or something, and him from a guy. But no, if he's bi, it's... Well, I guess we still do appreciate a good dicking in either case. A little peek behind the curtains is into what I've been looking up recently. Not bottom. <laughs> Not a bottom, no. I, I don't know. Like, people conflate that way too much with, like, being a sub and your position, you know? When people... In the modern context, when people say you're such a bottom, it's not just like, oh yeah, somebody's topping you. It's like, you're an incredible sub that likes to be down below. Whereas again, I would want to put a collar and leash on the person giving me a good dicking. That's where my headspace is at. I hope you appreciate that, that peak well, then into my you're psyche. A, then you're a power bottom, though. Is that not what it is? Yeah, kind of, but it's been like smushed into it. Top and bottom and dom and sub have just kind of broadly, locally been smushed into the same things, which I disagree with, but still, it's, it is what it is. And speaking of things being what they are, it's a big <laughs> holiday today, and yes, good news and bad news. The good news is I hung out with my brother and his kid. We watched John Wick Chapter 4, had fun. Then we went to the park and played around, and that took up a lot longer than expected, but I was, like, happy. But, like, we are going to stop the recording, like, anyhow. And then, what did you know, over the past weekend since Saturday, when I was also streaming on that day on Sunday, my internet provider, Sky Broadband, has been having service issues, and the quality of the service has been vastly inferior these past few days. And... Because of that, like my streams, I had to like turn down a lot of quality settings on the back end. On Saturday, just it was 15 minutes behind for some reason. And today, Discord was acting up, so me and Silas were like two ships passing in the night, nary to meet, while we were messaging each other. And Discord was not updating on my end to inform me of any messages he was sending. And then Zencaster would not work for an additional 30 or so minutes after that until suddenly it decided to just stop working. So, yeah. Yeah, this... If you walk away with the feeling, the thought of rushed in your mind after this episode, that is why so much time has been lost for some good reasons and some very, 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 very bad ones. I think somebody, like... Like a... What's it called? Like a... Oh, fuck, I forgot. I immediately forgot what I wanted to say. Not a truck. The big machine that digs a hole. An excavator? Sure, let's go with that. An excavator hit the one singular internet connection that connects all of Ireland. That's probably what's happened. Not impossible. Not impossible. One singular cable? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. I mean, I will say, I will say the Irish are bad drivers, or at least a significant proportion of young people are just bad, reckless, dangerous drivers. Well, that's like, because you're you, Irish and you're drunk as fuck. <laughs> I mean, that I, I'm sorry, I have to attest that's factual. That's I factual. Like I like racism heard, sometimes. I, no, 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 not like no, that. like I. You're going to get us cancelled someday, but primarily, I cannot argue with that. I have, like, witnessed, you know, well, not personally witnessed, but, like, close family, people that know other people, just so many accounts of people drunk driving, and on top of that, now they're just being willfully reckless, you know, that the true thing that's, like, bloody LA or something out there, where they're trying to get in, like, the drag races, or they're just trying to, like, rev the engine real loud, driving by small towns, just to, like, I don't know, troll people? It is. Oh, you've probably heard it a few times, or at least me complaining about it a few times. If any of our fine listeners also watch my streams, or vice versa. Oh, tired. It just it keeps happening with increased frequency. I was walking back up 
from the park and it's like someone went by and like smoke was coming off the tires because they revved it so fast it was like <laughs> it, it was just just incredibly dangerous to everyone around them the problem is you know, there are two small villages out in the back ends the roads are like too twisty or grindy to really do anything like that they're not drag racing they're just like revving the engines as they go by to just get make that loud popping sound yeah they like annoy people you know that is a thing here too and i live in the in the black forest area it's all windy roads and trees everywhere there's so many like crosses and flowers and stuff people put on the side of the road because everybody dies especially people on motorcycles it's very unsafe and people yeah, are that- still mad yeah, it's also like a lot of twisty roads back here in this part of Ireland that are very unsafe to do fast turns on. But I will say, as soon as you said the Black Forest, my mind was immediately pulled back to one of those like Brian Stewie episodes of Family Guy, where they have the White, white Cliffs of Denture or something, whatever the name of the place is. And, you know, then the Black Forest. <laughs> and they just make bits about, you know... And what's it? Car insurance and trips. I don't know. I'm too tired. Hence, I keep rambling. Days of the year. Days of the year. Really random shit. So, yeah. So, hopefully, this comes out on the 4th of May. Obviously, uh, for that, the biggest one is Star Wars Day. Because May the 4th. I'll have to remember to look up a lot of lewd artwork not even gonna metaphor it yeah gonna look up some stuff about Ashoka Tano that day so that's what's happening may the force be just the right amount of force for me on that particular day (laughs) oh my god you can tell I'm starting to get slightly sleepy vibes let's get more coffee in me national Mm. orange juice day that's not that funny I like orange juice. That's nice to know. Maybe I'll buy some. Maybe I'll buy some and then drink it while thinking about Ashoka Tano and other assorted characters from the Star Wars franchise. Not Leia, though. I've never been interested in Don't ramble too long. Just do one-liners for the non-funny ones. Well, I'm continuing (laughs) scheduling out my work session for May the 4th and sharing that information with the viewers. Well, because I'm too tired not to know better. Well, let's see what you can fit, uh, where you can fit the International Firefighters Day into that. I'm, I'm sure I can just find some like hoot artwork or something of a firefighter, you know, and just like fit that in me with my <laughs> toy I keep in a drawer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's oh. one that's important but not funny. It's the World Password Day. Have good passwords and change yeah. them regularly. I I will say it depends on like the importance. Obviously, like important stuff, make sure it's like complex, you remember it well, and like change it out regularly. So Add like your of, rule thirty four account that. probably for sod. You you joke, but I actually do have to make one of those as an official branded one to post like loot artworks of my character. I have like an E621 that I recently just like remembered to get back into and I got to start uploading stuff there. But I got to create those accounts on the two other 30, Rule 34 accounts, websites. Like you joke, but like I, I am literally going to lean into that as a part of marketing. I just have to make them. That's, Speaking of. That's fine, sure. Coming back to the topic from before that, it is also. Very scared, but it's also petite and proud day. As they should be. They're just as good as any mommy milkers or what's it? <laughs> Premium mediums. All, all oh, are valid, all are fantastic. Just mwah, to all of them. Wanna rub each and every one of them. Get a handful, or just rub around a bit, depending on the size. All great, just all great. Be proud of your bodies, everybody, regardless of what you have. Because, trust me, there are people out there that are down bad for that. Just as whatever the thing you think you feel insecure about, if not more so. 
you think you're you're too thin? Trust me, people prefer that way more than any like curvy or chubby girl. Think you're too chubby? There are people out there that like it way more than any thin lass or what's it, a curvy woman. Like you're like just bland and in the middle or something like that's you're somebody's perfect, perfect body type out there somewhere. You just gotta not let the insecurities rotterate your mind. You know? The last one that I think is it morally interesting to mention is a week from the 30th of April to the 6th of May. It's oh, that's American. It starts on a Sunday. That was that confused me for a second. So that week, this week is oh, <laughs> it's go diaper free week. <laughs> The first line they say in this is, did you ever stop to think about what people did before there were diapers? <laughs> nice. Mm. Nice. Okay. Cool. That's pretty good. Delightful. Delightful. The rest isn't that funny. It's just explaining, you know, diapers for babies and stuff. An environmental impact and other things of that nature, but that's not that funny. Is there anything interesting in the month? Let's see. Unless we forget. Because it's National Hamburger Month. There you go. You know, it's actually ironic. I've been eating a lot of hamburgers lately, once a week, in order to sync up with like a D&D playthrough I've been watching. Okay, how? Why? I don't know. I do. I like watching them. I like having a meal with it because they're very funny, and you know, I like a good meal with a good show. I like to watch, and I just got in the habit of like getting chips for middle could takeaway, and then making my own burgers. Yeah, oh, okay. Burgers were too expensive. Okay. It's not like Soda's ordering and like Mac delivery one singular hamburger. No, that'd be insane. You could do that. You could do that. I mean, it'd be a, a massive waste of money. The whole, the whole point I make my own is because it was like a little too expensive for the burgers, for what I was getting. Compared to also like the the Jensen Clark burger buns, I just use a wrap to wrap up my burgers, which I find a lot more a lot more tasty. Did now, you do the math on that though? Is it actually cheaper per calorie to make it yourself? Well, given I can make twice the number. For like roughly the same amount, yeah, yeah, I'd say it is the same money. So interesting. I always thought McDonald's was a good way to get a lot of energy for like two euros or whatever the fuck. What 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 does a hamburger cost, anyways? I don't even know. That sounds about right for like a McDonald's one. It's far away from where I live, and I can walk there, but it takes really long. I don't go there often, and also I don't want to spend that much money. And, yeah, most of the things I don't like. But hey, Americans, I'm in Germany. I can get a mech rib when I want, all all the time, because it's always there in Germany. Ha-ha. <laughs> so, that sounds nice. Let's enjoy such a thing. I don't like a lot of pork things, but a mech rib, weirdly, I really like that. I don't eat a lot of pork. I don't know. I don't like that meat, although Germans love it generally. But that's fine. That's fine. Let's get into some more British things with topic number one, shall we? So for the first topic today, we have UK chip giant arm files for blockbuster US share listing. Many things well one thing that's sort's favorite thing which is company a public companies this is a company going public yay yay do you know who arm is wait hold on no they, you mean they're putting out stocks for people to buy right dang it yes fuck i thought they were like <laughs> what do I you thought think they were going that like, i was talking about i thought they were becoming like a workers cooperative or something you know? no that's not what going public means that means I know, but again, get, I'm very tired. That means you can become a publicly traded company. God damn it. That's that sad for a split second. He thought, like, oh shit, finally the UK is going to like have government owned chips. But no, 
That's not what it is. Do you know who Arm are? Do you know what they do? Nope. Not a clue. Well, not a clue. They come up with the standards that other people use to make chips, like Apple, for example. They have the M series chips for their Macs, Mac computers, and the A chips for the iPhones and iPads. And then there's like Samsung with Exynos and Snapdragon with from Qualcomm. All those chips are based on ARM, which is a very power-efficient kind of CPU architecture. Don't, mm-hmm. don't really need to know what an architecture is. It, that just means it works differently from the chips inside your regular PC with an Intel or an AMD chip in it. And you can see that mm-hmm. because it uses a lot less power. And uh, yeah, that's insane chips with a lot of ARM cores, and they use the same amount of power as an Intel chip, but they are... What, what, like five times faster or something because it has so many more cores? damn. If it doesn't use a lot of power, you can put more in it. There's not really commercially available things for consumers, but there's like dev units that powerful. I think the future for this is going to be really good if things work out. And Intel and AMD, they'll have to get on the train of mm. ARM, like license it out. ARM licenses it. That's the way they make money. They don't make chips. They just come up with ideas, basically. And then you can license their ideas. Well, so, I mean, until yeah. what's it, Microsoft just buys up ARM, you know? I think they, I think NVIDIA tried buying ARM, and then that was oh. denied, and that's why they're going public now. So... Original article from this is from the BBC.com. A British microchip design company has filed to sell its shares in the US with the aim of raising up to $10 billion, reports claim. This move follows ARM's announcement in March that it would not list shares in London. Hmm. Well, full stop. That was a wrong pronunciation. <laughs> Arms yeah, designs driving into a comma there, but instead you had a speed bump that was the full stop. Yes. Arms designs are used by chip manufacturers like Apple and Samsung to build their own processors. SoftBank, the Japanese conglomerate that bought Arm in 2016, plans to list the company on the NASDAQ platform in New York. Whatever NASDAQ stands for, don't look it up. Maybe it's it one, stand it's for one of the chaining platforms. I think we looked this up previously as well. In many exchanges like- in London, London, New York, everywhere has many exchanges. The successful, yeah, yeah. the successful listing would be welcome news for SoftBank, whose vision funds have been hit by losses due to declining valuations of many of its technology startup investments. End of the summary. SoftBank sucks. Yeah, they had dude had like luck with Alibaba, and then Arm, I guess, kind of too. But then everything else kind of sucked, basically. <laughs> so, discussion question is: Why do you think Arm decided not to list its shares in London? Just one hundred percent. Like the what's it, US is far less regulate, regulated than the EU or UK. It's like a free fall over there, and then like any rules they do put in place, they will undo in like. 10 years time if it even takes that long typically it's just like the change from a democratic administration to a republican one when they suddenly just start putting all the safeguards they put in place there's a disaster that they had just gotten into it's the same thing with like the after what's it housing boom they put regulations in there and then they took them out again and then suddenly oh would you look at this we're kind of getting a bad situation in the u.s based on housing prices Yay. I would also think it has to do with Brexit, though. Because London I'm, used to be very important for like a lot of financial stuff and trading. And a lot of companies are there or are listed in London. Well, that's the thing. I, th- I think they're just still there. You know, they're just going to bite the bullet on the overhead because they've already set up the infrastructure. I think it just has to be like a regulation thing, you know? 
again, America, despite its a lot of people's best effort, is still the vets to like the Wild West when it comes to a lot of financial stuff, you know? Like just common sense regulations that they've learned after disaster after disaster after disaster keep getting pulled every time the administration changes hands because, like, well, one party is, like, vaguely for the people but still has corporate interests, and the other party is just, like, just corporate interest, using hate to galvanize some kind of base for itself, but that's just making the base attack itself now. So it's like, it's like one party is a, a hydra that keeps attacking itself, and the other is that little loomp from D&D, you know? One is very dangerous, and but self-destructive, and the other is just, like, completely ineffectual. But, like, if you don't back that, then it's like, you're dealing with a Hydra, which is not good, even when it's not self-destructive, let alone what it is. Like, you don't want them in charge of things. Anywho. I think it mostly is Brexit. I pulled up another article, and it has a lot of quotes in it from, like, government people who are like, oh, yeah, we're a technological country. We're going to become very big again because it you get used to matter in chip production. And they still kind enough to with ARM being there. They have like thousands of employees in the UK. Well, now that they're going Good. to be selling in the US, it's like, how long but, is that going to last? I mean, probably a lot because the only thing they do is ideas from people. If you exchange all the people with other people, you'll get other ideas, probably worse. And maybe somebody doesn't want to license those new ideas. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. They say they're proud of their British heritage, but Brexit sucks too much. <laughs> That's basically it. Mm. That's it. Yeah, I mean, either way. Either way. They also say That's... that's where the biggest tech market is for, like, investment. Yeah. I mean, one of, I feel like it's an arms race right now, as we've covered in previous episodes, so... Eh? And then I don't think we are smart enough to even know what this means. Like, does this even matter? I don't know if it matters. Like, oh, are they listed in London? Are they listed in Paris? Are they listed in, in New York? Are they listed in some random other exchange in, like, India or something? I don't know if that matters. Maybe. Send us an email if you're smarter than we are. <clears throat> Please do. I imagine a good number of people could actually do that. <laughs> or maybe you can Google something that I can't. So I think we can move on. Agreed. Topic number two. EU proposes new copyright rules for generative AI art, I assume. Uh, from the FinancialExpress.com. Uh, the European Commission is drafting the AI Act to regulate emerging AI technology with the aim of creating the world's first comprehensive laws governing the technology. The regulation has been in the works for nearly two years as intended to address concerns around the use of AI in areas such as biometric surveillance, spreading misinformation, or discriminatory language. The proposed regulatory regulation categorizes AI tools according to perceived risk level, ranging from minimal to unacceptable. High-risk AI tools will not be banned, but companies will use them will be required to operate with a high level. Oh, a high level of transparency. Oh, that's done wonders in the past. That stopped all kinds of disasters, hasn't it? Oh, wait, it hasn't? This seems in utterly toothless right now, because they won't just like, yeah, no, we're banning this for the good of humanity. Sure. The regulations will also require companies deploying generative AI tools such as JetGPT or Image Generator MidJourney to disclose any copyrighted materials used to develop the systems. It's all copyrighted materials. That's what they used. It's everything. Based on the way art works, especially for, like, Mid-Journey, everything that submitted to them was somebody's copyright. 
you know? That's just how it works. So it's like, it's, <laughs> that just, all of those get banned instantly under any kind of like fair regulatory system. And now, the addition of the requirement to disclose copyrighted material used to develop generative AI tools was a late addition to the proposal, but it was forced over an outright ban on using. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Over an outright ban on using copyright materials to change generative AI model. That's the, the that's the right answer. That's the right answer. Ban the ones that do that because it's inherently theft and piracy of artists' artists' work. You just, ah, you toothless regulators, God, smack you upside the back of the head. Do something, anything. They are doing something, though. It's not no, the no, no. discussion questions yet. Go go on, read it. The Finish goal it. of the regulation is to regulate AI copyright material to train generative AI models. And maybe you should have just outright banned the use of copyrighted materials. You know? That would have been good. The goal of regulation is to that's a bit right. the goal of regulation is to regulate AI technology prohibited technology proportionate what how do you pronounce that? Proportionately. There we are, proportionately. It's been a while since I've heard that word. It protects citizens' rights, foster innovation and boost the economy. All this is is theft and piracy from artists, you know? Hardworking artists that spend years developing a style and, you know, cultivating a fan base, and thus, like, you know, a, a basic bot pulls all the images from the web, it feeds it to another bot that learns how to, like, replicate that style, and then just spits it out with a tag and everything included. Obviously showing that, like, yeah, we're just stealing your work. So the discussion questions for this are what do you think about the European Union's proposal for regulating AI technology? I think Sod hates it. Yeah, it's 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 too weak listed. It's not enough, you know? And then it's the like second you're one you're pointing is, out the general thing needs to be done, but you're not doing anything technically. It's all just like, you know, hot air being blown out of someone's well, let's say mouth. Without like any slaps on the wrist for anyone that's even like unintentionally, as first backed into like some kind of copyright violation, violation or something else that probably should be illegal, you know. So like, and if it's the, the if it's got question. no teeth to it, oh my god, what the second? What let's is it? read the second question first. Let, though, again. let me finish my point. No, because that also fits into the question. Then wait, then wait patiently for me to finish, and then we shall move on. And number two, do you think the requirement for companies to disclose copyright material used to develop generative AI tools is reasonable? They need to ban it. Because, like, if they produce copyrighted <laughs> work based off, if they produce work based off of copyrighted work, literally stealing what's it, the aesthetics from that copyrighted work without, like, any royalties or anything to the person to a point where it's just spitting out the watermark. And yes, you have like illegally co- profited off of copyrighted material. It's a pretty like open and shut case. In no sure. other instance would this be like debated in any other way, you know? Like only because of the blender effect this AI has had of just like putting a bunch of stuff into a thing, blending it all up into a big bush, and then sifting out the parts people put in the keywords for in a text prompt, it suddenly, like, obfuscates the just straightforwardness of, like, the abuse of copyright to elderly people who are, frankly, too old to be, like, handling regulations and laws in this day and age based on technology and the speed at which it changes. You know, you got, like, 70-year-old people, 80-year-old people, 90-year-old people in charge of writing the regulations on these things. It's like, they don't know what a generative AI is. They're not going to comprehend all the details about this. Like, in the US, in, I, I, met, I hope it's like lower in the European Union, where it's like, you know, okay, they're like in the 50s and 60s. At least that's slightly better. It's not that old people in there, kind of. I looked it up who the, com- who the commissioners are. <clears throat> Just looking at the images from them, not mo- most of them don't have gray hair, so that's good. 
How old are they? Because they no, can be dying that day. I don't know. I'm not going to look. It doesn't say their name, their, their age. And I don't want to Google each of them now. But it's 20, is it 27 people? Yeah, it's 27 members. It. I mean, this is really hard. This is a really hard thing to, I think it is, because you don't want to stop an entire industry and fuck Europe up even more. Because you already don't have tech companies, basically none. Kind of, you have some, but like not really compared to the United States. I mean, it's like saying you don't want to start the new, the new innovative industry of like, what's it, franchise pickpockets, you know? It's like, oh, yes, so just buy a membership into our franchise here and we'll give you all the skills and training you need in order to pickpocket your average passerby. Like, no, you should stomp this down. You should just curb stomp it, line up its teeth on the curve, and just stamp them hard on the back of the head. Ruin its smile for life. This is just an exploitative industry. I would have liked some requirement to pay royalties for what the AI ends up using as inspiration. Like, if you could trace it back to exactly what the user typed in. Well, that's the thing. And then what it did, but you can't really do that, I think. That's my point. It's a blender effect. It takes so much from everything and just turns it into a big old mush of, like, exploited copyright material. And most of these people are not consenting to this. They're saying, like, yeah, I don't want my stuff used for this AI art project. But then why not say... But then why not make AI trained on things without their permission illegal and only allow AI trained on things that was that has but given that, the green light or on your own things? But that that would be basically what I've already said, just in more words. They would have banned all of these, because like every generative AI model that exists right now for art is based off of copyrighted materials. All of them. I don't All think the of one them from would Adobe get banned. Is. The one from Adobe is like where they ask people from their stock library who wants to allow their things for the generative AI in Photoshop. I guess that's like they've one, but there's also maybe like <laughs> I feel like they've been asking like for like data on the back end from people who don't know what they're agreeing to. Now I don't know if that's like a good way of having done that. We remember. I don't know if we talked about this on the show but there was the one from from deviant art where by default it was enabled that your images would be used to train their i think and you could Exa- turn exactly it off what i mean but you had like, that's how why, many people would be yeah, aware of that you know you had to go into every single picture and like take a box that said don't oh my don't god train every on this. Single one. Oh. and that sucks don't do it that way but if you are Adobe and you already have thousands of images from people uploaded on your stock image database thing that people sell it that make money and you just have, if that's how it is, I don't know how it is. And if you just have a tick box in your account in general where it says turn on as an opt-in system, use this for training, that's fine I for get, me, especially guess, if then you get like, paid for it. That's like I don't know if that's one true, example out of like what's it like two dozen generative AI art bots? It's like okay, yeah, this is a hypothetical, most ethical way to do this, but the vast majority of them, based on what you said, would all just get the bad hammer because all of them have like exploited copyrighted material, just sucked it out without anyone's permission. And just used it to train the bots to perfectly replicate their style to a point, again, spitting out the watermarks. You know, the tags people have. Just throwing those out there in like some mingled form. It's like clear this isn't actually generating its own unique expressions. It's just like regurgitating what it has already seen in some yeah. fashion. You know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's what I hope and think that like locally running AI trained on your own things is going to become a thing, especially for text things and like thumbnails and things. So you can just tell it. I yeah, like maybe YouTube in thumbnail, that instance, and then it's your do... own things only. Maybe I, 
But that's not well, what thumbnails, this is. Like there's different styles and everything that some people could alternate. You'd have to like be able to narrow that down somehow. But yeah, I guess like if AI ever got convened enough to the point where you can have your own personal one and train off of your particular art style or what's it, a certain way to make particular thumbnails, that would be fair enough. It's just all your stuff. But at the same time, like that's are they going to? Is. Are they going to like even though, even down your b- branch? Artists gonna want that, or are they just gonna keep making art themselves? Because that—that is the real hiccup there. The thumbnails that might have some niche use for a lot of people, you know, on the YouTube scene. But for art, it's like I don't know. Maybe if they want to make a a, a shit meme post, it would be useful for that. But like, if they actually do want to create something. They're probably just going to take the time to create it instead of writing a prompt, you know? Well, sure, but let's say we have a podcast script and we can just give the script to an AI to make cover art for the podcast and it will pick what it thinks is the most exciting part and then make that as the thumbnail for it, as the cover art. I think that is an interesting use case. Well, yeah. Again, I, oh, no. I did say we're losing like paying that one person money on Fiverr or something, or me badly making a shit-looking cover art for this. Well, I mean, it would be trained off your previous ones, so they would still be all a shit then by your own admission. You would just be feeding it your own stuff then, because again, you can't like take other people's thumbnails. Can't take the thumbnails you like and feed it to that because again, that's exploit exploit exploitation of copyrighted materials. Yeah, it would have to just be the shit thumbnails you can make that you train AI off of, and thus it will then just regurgitate that to you. And even even that, what happens if like something groundbreaking happens that is completely unexpected? A very unique and specific style style like Alien just descends from the sky one day and drastically changes life on earth to a point where it's like well, it's okay. omnipresent but there's no oh, previous God. examples from that there's nothing for the ai to base that off of you know that would be completely ironically enough alien to it and how how will it make anything for it if it can't just if it has zero frame of reference for what we now suddenly talk about and discuss daily on a regular basis i guess art is a shit example for this but like but like I've used, art, I've tried art. using ChatGPT before, but it sucks because you only have that many characters you can send it. Mm-hmm. But if we have example, like we have forty-two episodes, so episode forty-two, so there's many examples of what I think are good show notes, good descriptions, many examples of shit descriptions that I've written where I didn't care. If you can just feed it that, and then feed it the transcript, it can make very nice and very quick show notes and come up with like tags and hashtags and social media posts and stuff. That would be, a, I think, a good use case, a better use case than art because that's really weird. Yeah, but the problem is that's very niche use for the average person. The art sure. would be the headliner. But again, we go back to the whole expectation thing and a lot of people just not being okay with that. Is art the headliner? It is. Uh, it is for the layperson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems the least useful. <laughs> Wait, it's. What do you mean? It's like supposed to be something fun for people. Like to, again, massively exploitative. Sure. You don't have any artistic talent yourself for just watching a pro- uh, writing a prompt. But that seems like the most fun for people and the most effective for like cost saving to not have to pay commissions to an artist for something whether it be a shit post or a specific lewd you want, it's like that's the headline, the feature there for the layperson. You are not only a YouTuber, it's but a streamer as well, and you run a podcast. You have gone deep into the niche territory here, you know? The average person, I would dare say, d- does not have these concerns. Maybe something similar to office work with some of this, what you've been describing, but at the same time, that then leads to a question I brought up previously. 
why have the person just there to type in a prompt when you can just let the AI run things and fire that person? That's an issue we're going to have to face in the near future. I guess it's true for people who don't really care about the technology in the background, seeing it make art or like a video from text is the most impressive part. Although I think it's it's interesting to see it work on other things. I started fooling around with AutoGPT, which is really interesting. I have some old version where it like gets stuck, where in the process of doing nothing for like 10 minutes. And then it just says, oh, next action, do nothing. And it does nothing. I gave it the task, make your own programming language. And then it like came up like, oh, I need to make a name for it, make a logo for it, come up with syntax for it, come up with these other things. It listed what it wants to do, and then it started doing those things, but it took mad long <laughs> because like, it just sucks, that version, mm-hmm. because it started doing the, oh, just waiting, doing nothing, doing nothing now, blah, blah, blah. That's interesting for me. You can give it basically anything, and it will try to do it very badly. (laughs) But it's interesting to me because it's like it's almost like it can actually think. It can't, but it looks like it can think. It almost looks like it does. It's like 90% there already. I mean, not really 90% there to thinking, but 90% way you would be fooled that it's like actually a human but that's a topic for you could make a whole a whole episode about just auto gpt because it's mad that's people who like tell it like oh you're a businessman you have to start like online business to make as much money as possible and it just does it it will set up like a website it will order things in put it on amazon send shit to amazon like not physically, but like you can order things from one store, send it to Amazon from there and sell it in like a store online and it will make money actually. And that's mad already. Okay. So again, you were literally just describing the death of the common worker that I was going on about of just like replacing them for Monday tasks, you know? Yes. It's very exciting. Because then people can focus on actually important things. Who really likes sitting there, having to write down notes from a two-hour-long meeting, and then ordering all the things that were discussed? Who actually enjoys doing that kind of work? But for a lot of people, that's the entirety of their job. And once they're no longer needed for that, they are fired. They are not getting retrained or moved to a new position. They are out of there yeah but they can move on to new opportunities in other fields <laughs> do they that's have definitely the training a problem. or skill set that's, that's definitely a problem that's that the will thing. happen that's the thing the yes. whole training skill set has led them to be just like office worker that's now become obsolete if this chap DGT thing is allowed to continue and become commonplace that's not a bad thing though because that's exactly what happened to computers. Nobody is a computer anymore. You just have a computer as a physical device. That job doesn't exist anymore. That's fine. What do Jobs you mean? vanish all the time. The computer used to be a job. People with writing down and calculating numbers. And now you just use Excel or your phone. Put yeah, but the that's numbers like- into that. That's a direct transition. And even then, I don't think that's the job is gone. It just changed with the available, what's it, equipment of uh, the available equipment. It's still basically the same accounting job. It's just like, instead of writing everything down, you just like put it into a computer that will calculate it for you. That's opening up to like the number of people who could do the job. But that's not the same job, though. Accounting is the people who make the stuff that then the computer has to calculate. What? You're you're kind of losing me here. That used to be a job. You You give that person your list of things they have to do maths on, and then they type it into 
a, a calculation machine thing because it like what nowadays is a calculator they would sit there and type well, in okay, all so the basically text things an old, that you had. old old fashioned fucking calculator no longer is the most efficient tool for the job and thus that qualifies the job disappearing that's not the same as what this is you know this is like one of the bring in well those old fashioned calculators that could just type and work themselves you know that is what is happening here cyrus that's Not what just, happens oh, though. Mo- now you have automatic moving. tax software and stuff. You don't need a room full of people calculating all the stuff yes. manually. And that's going to be a massive problem. You're assuming there's always just going to be additional jobs for people to move on to and additional openings. But no. Even now for like physical labor like uh, that can't be replaced a lot of employers are just putting up a help wanted sign and not taking on anyone else new. Because they want to at least have the appearance that they're looking to deal with how short-staffed they are. But instead, they just want to force their existing employees to overcompensate for the lack of employees. You know? Like, there's not going to be somewhere easy-peasy for the rest of them to go once these jobs are made obsolete. This this isn't like with previous innovations where it's going to, what's it, open up new and different positions that people can then fill. This is the elimination of a person in the position to accomplish a task. You see that as a bad thing, and it is in the short term, but I think if that becomes actually true where most jobs get replaced by computers and robots, I think eventually humans will come up with some new economical system where you don't have a job anymore. That seems like a bad thing. Well, how, I don't how think about- it has to be. Because Again, that is just literally socialism, if in the sense that we have just basically advanced machines that are capable of doing everything for us. Basically what the Greeks and Romans of old dreamed of, of basically having machines do everything so they can spend the whole day effing. But, but maybe we figure that system out before... Like, you know, the current one we have right now collapses. That's not going to happen, though. Because as that collapse it collapses, it will destroy a lot of people with it. You know? Like, it's not just going to perfectly, harmlessly fall down around everybody and then we just sort things out from the rubble. It's gonna kill a few people collapsing. You know? Sure. But that's, like, what is the proposed solution for that? Stop all innovation. But is this even innovation at this point? Because right now it's just like yes. no project generative text models assume what the next word is going to come next after a given one, regardless of accuracy, lead to like hallucinations. A affecting like how likely this is actually gonna happen, you know? Like we're very speculative and feelful right now, but at the same time, if it just starts randomly lying and is unreliable it's not going to replace anybody because they can't use that except for like, I don't know, like clickbait articles or like Buzzfeed. Like in that instance, sure. But anything where you actually have to rely on the accuracy of the information being put out, AI can't be trusted with that. And it's not, B, I, yeah. I got you a bit too, you don't get a bit too much from the Kool-Aid of, you know, the whole business talk, you know, yeah, a bit like too indoctrinated, indoctrinated Silas. No, I just think it's interesting. And I can see there's possibilities. There's a difference between interesting and actually like viable. You mistake the two constantly in the way you describe things. Like a hypothetical ins- interesting concept is not the same as a viable possibility. Well, yeah, it's not that viable yet. sound to go down. I well, think it will ever. soon very much be viable, seeing how much it progressed. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, because right now, the first thing I tried to have AutoGPT to GPT do was that I told it, oh, make and run a Twitter account based around open source software and that community and try to get as many followers in that community as possible. And it like the third thing it wanted to do was 
look at the Twitter. No, it wanted to look at the Gmail page because it needed a it realized it needs an email address to sign up for Twitter. And it failed immediately because it said, Oh, I know what to do, but I can't press buttons yet, so I'll have to stop now. And it kind of like gave up. <laughs> <laughs> it knew what it had to do. It looked at Twitter, it knows it looked at how to get a Twitter account and you needed an email and it got an, tried to get an email. But then that's what that was. So maybe that's we don't know how good this will ever get, right? It's like this one curve of where slowly change starts happening at first and then rapidly it improves and then slowly tapers off again. If you know that kind of curve shape of like adoption of things. But again, this it's just this we don't know that we this requires a rapid response from world governments. And right now we are in an era of gridlock across the globe some worse than others but no you can't describe any government right now as providing swift responses you know and My that point is a though problem is we don't know in a rapidly evolving sector such as this we don't know at what part we are though on that chart if we're uh, at the end matter? already yeah it does should matter we, because if we're at the end then should it we not matter, just prepare? it's not going to get better well, I guess, and in which case, nothing really changes because yeah. it's not reliable enough for like any significant import jobs, like any serious reporting or whatnot. Or well, again, just even accounting. If it starts making up false numbers and submitting that to the IRS, well, then you are in trouble. Okay, so we both agree it's really dangerous, and something needs to be done. And Sooner the people are later. not. And the people are but, not doing the proper things. Yeah, the people we disagree in on what the proper things this. are. I mean, we don't even really disagree. We're just in different stages of it. We agree on most things. I feel like, but that's that's fine. Bad. Well, if I could say, it is a critique I have of you. You are a bit too business brained. You're drinking a bit too much of that Kool Aid. Three see, schools bought millions of Chromebooks in 2020, and three years later, they're starting to break. A new report by the U.S. Public Interest Research Group Education Fund has found that the bulk purchase of Chromebooks made by schools during the pandemic are already beginning to break. A repairability is a big issue, as replacement parts such as screens, hinges, and keyboards are harder to come by and more expensive than those of Windows laptops. The report argues that the schools may need to reconsider Chromebooks as a cost-saving strategy due to high costs and e-waste. The reports also recommend that Google eliminates the automatic update expiration system and that the components are better be better standardized across Chromebook models. Discuss discussion questions. Number one. Should schools continue to rely on Chromebooks as a cost-saving strategy despite their short lifespan and potential for high cost and easy way? I, I feel like that question is sarcastic, Silas. I feel like that's sarcastic, you know? Yes. Topic one seems almost sarcastic. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's cheaper in the door, but you know... It's, it doesn't last for shit, and the repair costs are high as F, and it has a lot of e-waste to it. It's like, no. No, I think the question answers itself. No. <laughs> That's pretty funny. There's this meme video that I saw a few days ago where it's like, oh, hey, IT, my computer is broken. Can you fix it? And it's a Chromebook, and the IT dude, he just like takes it and breaks it in half and throws it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> because you can get it for like $99 it does like the repair cost is like the same as a new laptop is depending what Chromebook you get it's, oh, man, that is it's so insane that is really bad that yeah. is really bad and also the coffee's finally starting to give me a little kick again so yay so where were we where were we Number two, how important is repairability in technology products? And should it be a bigger consideration for schools purchasing devices in the future? Yes, it's highly important. Did I say yes. like, a good thing the EU did was like insist Apple sta standardize the charging cables for newer models? So this is the USB Type-C. That is like very good. And again, the, while there's some... I, I, well, what's the word? The P word I'm looking for? Well, a company owns it, you know, it's like proprietary. their thing. Propri proprietary. There we are, thank you. Ooh, so tired. Anywho, proprietary, 
technology. There should be like some standardized elements, at least like within your own product line, that makes them fairly interchangeable and you know easy to repair and maintain. Again, like we are just kind of like entering into an era where we have to like really consider like what we're doing here. Because like there's landfills with like cheap knockoff tablets just get buried in with other e-waste products then sell to anybody instead of like going to like poor people or what's it like charity or some variety. It's just like, nope, landfill for you. You are now a tax write-off. You have to like legitimately seriously consider what regulations we should put in place on these tech companies when it comes to use of materials for the products. Anyhow, as for schools, yeah, it probably should be. I th- I think it was always my thought of like, you know, the school provides a laptop for what's it, the the student, and you know, make sure it's well re- maintained and repaired throughout the time in the school. And then at the end of it, the student can either what's it because think about that if they have one laptop through the entire run, that's like six or seven years of schooling, you know, by that stage, like even with the most refurbished model, at that point, it would be struggling with any newer stuff. You can just like have the student either like return it in or just offer them a cash buyout if they have just like have all the stuff on there. Let's continue using it for a year or two after that. And then just use that money to like cut off the costs of like acquiring a new one for the next generation of kids. Again, it real. I'm I'm surprised we haven't done this already. Transitioned hard to like you know ebooks with you know just the students using laptops like chargers plugged into what's it every table built in I should say, and you only have like a handful of what's it books in the back of the class in case of emergencies of a power Wi Fi outage or something. That way you can keep using that, or like a student breaks or loses a laptop, then it's like, okay, turn the page so-and-so, and you hand a physical one out to him. Especially because, like, one of the biggest problems I remember as a kid is, like, locker space. I had so little locker space and so many books, and then, like, I had to carry so many big books in my bag, like, individual books for, like, writing in for each class, then the big textbooks I have to read from, they were so heavy. As if I could just have it all on a laptop, that would be so much better. Hey. One thing that sucks with this is when you get a a Chromebook, they say, I think the period is four to eight years of updates, software updates. Mm-hmm. But that's not from the moment of when you buy it, but instead from the moment that Chromebook got certified yeah, with the, Google. the publishing of that Chromebook. No, even before that. Even before that. even You might buy it brand new after release, and it's like, oh yeah, two years, because we we gave the design to Google two, two years ago, so half the time is up already. That sucks. That's dumb. And then there's also the problem of, well, you, you said Google, good on the eu for making apple put a USB-C on the on the iphone amazingly mm-hmm. apple have found a way to make it shitter anyways because it's not going to work good with things that are not apple so if you have a charger that works with anything because it's USB-C with power delivery it's not going to work with your iphone it's going to work slow as Why? fuck because it doesn't have a made for iphone special apple chip in it well, I feel, I feel that's a lawsuit waiting to happen because that's just not a USB-C. That's a USB-C dash Apple variant, which wasn't what they were supposed to be doing. You know, I don't know if that was what what it says. Though I don't. Well, maybe they just didn't expect Apple to find a dumb loophole for this again. I but don't. Yeah, think if this you is... don't have an Apple cable or an Apple charger, you don't get the full this is speed and charging loophole. speed. <laughs> This is only a loophole if the judge and courts play along with this nonsense. I I say just strike it down and fine Apple for even having the goal to attempt this. 
Like, also, don't, like, we don't know. Don't, don't focus on the letter of law. Focus on the spirit of it, i.e., to reduce e-waste and make sure everyone can have universal access to a that's similar type of charging happen. cable. Yeah, but and that's probably Apple not is frequently violating that. Smack them down. Hit them with a massive fine, and make them make them pay. Make them pay a shit ton of money for even having the girl to attempt this. Like five billion, just. Just though, like what a, a trillion dollar company make them pay five billion for this f nonsense. Just away with it. That that is like something I hammer on so often. The fees and fines for these companies whenever they do do something wrong and like try and settle or just get like you know lose in court to the governments. It's like so minuscule. So like, like oh, you have to pay us like ten million dollars. They say to the multi-billion dollar company it's, it's like, like stuck in the 1960s it they really for again, the fines another problem is that is being i mean it is this, this whole thing is being addressed by people like lewis rossman and the eu i think there was a big win in what was it colorado where right to repair finally got like made a real thing at least for farm equipment that is very good. But then at the same time, it's like in the new MacBooks, when you when it breaks, the sensor that notices when you close the lid so the laptop can go to sleep, you used to be able to just put a little new sensor in it, but now you have to calibrate that new sensor with some special software that only Apple has. I get that should be so like that, that is, should be illegal. I mean, it's, not only that, but like also like obtusely designing technology to not be easily repaired. Yes, I think it's fine that it needs special software to be calibrated. Sure, fair enough. If it's that advanced or some shit, but then it is make it's that like a, available. Make it available. It's, it's not that advanced. It's a tacked-on thing, so your local shop can't just like say easily repair it. So you have to go to the. Yeah. the Specialists that cost like four times the amount. It's it's not an actual requirement. It's just something they're tacking on. I'm not so saying this specific thing is, but that could it could be. There are some things that need to be like very very precise. I don't think a sensor that looks if your laptop is open or not is that precise. But some things yeah. are like high quality, like cinema cameras or something. They have sensors in it for the, well, the again. image. You wouldn't that be taking that to your local insane. what's it. That you wouldn't be taking that to your local what's it repair shop you take an iPhone to. You could still take that to a specialist, but you could take one that is not working for the company that supplied the camera, who can then do it cheaper for you. But technology limitations such as this just serve as a way to gatekeep you away from them. It's not good. Like, all these, like, oh, yeah, we are going to milk you for money for every possible thing you could ever need from this product. And if you dislike that, then die. You know, just leave this mortal coil. That's the only way you'll escape us. So, let's get out of here. Yeah. Send us emails. Send us a boost. Send us tweets or, I don't know, direct messages, I guess, on Twitter as well. Don't forget to link trees for everybody. Yeah, yes. link trees for the uploading pod, link trees for Silas, link trees for myself. Follow us everywhere. I'm streaming like four days a week if you want to check that out. Silas occasionally does streaming on what's it his various things, uh, such as his YouTube channel. And uh, is that like anywhere else? Glimish and Arena as well you like to stream on now, or is that over? That right, ra- I randomly decide each time whether I'm in the mood for fucking around with things. I hate YouTube enough already. Sometimes I just do youtube and twitch and that's it but youtube gives me enough issues anyways maybe i'll turn that off like but the sound always crackles every single stream what? at the beginning and every time every time like two hours in i have to restart it because it starts crackling and i don't know why do i really care no fuck youtube is that, it sucks is that youtube it. or is that what's it, your linux with youtube no every is. other website works fine it's fine on Twitch. It's I, fine I on have, I have never had that issue with YouTube. But every single no time, clues. YouTube crackles. And the voice, like, every sound is, like, lower pitched as well, which is really weird. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Again, do all that good stuff. Thank you very much for listening. And yeah, what will you be getting off to on May the 4th? DM us or email us. Then explicit do not work. Thank you. <laughs> My God. Send that to him. Send that to him. At adult, At adult son, son, I think. Twitter. Yeah, see? Yep. That- <laughs> Hopefully a lot of gay porn gets sent to you then. I mean, that would be You'll slightly be disappointing. You'll really disappointed. Yeah, that's my yeah. goal, hopefully. I mean, again, not this is a problem with anyone that is gay. It's just like, I'm not. So it's like, again, I, I said this before, like, porn is a weirdly communal experience when it comes to, like, the artwork. Like, when people commission that, it's not just for themselves, typically. It's like, okay, make this and then share it with everybody. You know, upload it to all the sites and whatnot so it gets around. And then it's like, neat. Lord knows that I will money. change because everybody will type it into the AI and keep it to themselves. No, if, like, if anything, maybe will just flood the market more. Like, if I had the money, I'd be commissioning so many people to do art of what's it, Blaze the Cat and Jinx from the Teen Titans show. Just so many, so many artists just carpet bomb the internet with images of them. It would be the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs>